Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the House and Growls Timberwolves newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopus and SB Nation. If you would like to subscribe to House and Growls, please follow the link in the show notes or head to houseandgrowls.substack.com to grab a free trial or a $3 per month subscription. The Wolves look really good again, and that only makes writing and making video content about them even easier for me, and probably makes paying about a cup of coffee a month to to consume that content even easier for you. But the lead was buried in that sentence somewhere, the lead being that the Wolves might actually be back and be good again. Now, we've seen this before and we've said that before, but this felt like another statement game to stack on top of this statement game against the Chicago Bulls. This game came against the Dallas Mavericks, obviously, and it ended with a 116-106 win. Another pretty well-rounded and dominant evening from Minnesota. They started with some shaky legs on the back end of a back-to-back and coming off a big road trip as well. But they really put the hammer down in the second quarter and rode that high until the final whistle. As usual, storylines, storylines, storylines. McDaniels dominating Luka Doncic to the point where Luka got himself tossed along with head coach Jason Kidd. That's a storyline. I mean, Anthony fucking Edwards is a storyline on top of a storyline on top of a storyline. We could talk about him all day. Austin Rivers is continuing his resurrection. That's a storyline. Jalen Noel was really, really, really good again and has been a lot better in a slightly different role of late. That's a storyline. Individually, there was a ton of storylines and a ton to glean from this one. But I do want to pivot back to some team stuff and something that I think was really important for this team last season and is starting to become really important again. And that's why this episode's number is 15. As in the 15 turnovers Minnesota forced in this game. Let's dive deeper into that number after a break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so 15 turnovers, or in percentage terms, the Mavericks turned it over on 16.8% of their possessions. And that's notable because heading into this game, Dallas had the second lowest turnover turnover percentage in the league. After tonight's game, it's still at third at 13.3%. Now, the difference between 133 for the season and 16.8 for this game doesn't really sound very big, but it really, really is. In fact, the Mavericks have only had a turnover rate over 15% on five other occasions this season. They play slow, they play precise, and they don't turn the ball over. And that is really one of the things they certainly have going for them on pretty much any given night. And it's one of the reasons why they have been able to hover around 500 or over 500 this season, similar to the Wolves, how the Wolves have their own perks to go with some of their foibles. But uh, Dallas's perk is certainly that they don't turn the ball over, but they did in this game. And Minnesota are slowly becoming a team who does turn teams over again. Last season, it was a pretty major part of Minnesota's identity. Only the Toronto Raptors had a better defensive turnover rate than Minnesota last season. And it was part of the reason why Chris Finch's super aggressive two-on-the-ball, high-wall defensive pick-and-roll scheme wasn't burned more often. I mean, we saw Chicago run pretty much the same makings of that pick-and-roll coverage in the game before this one, and Minnesota absolutely torched it to the tune of 150 points. But that's because Chicago don't turn teams over like Minnesota did last season. But through the first 21 games of this season, Minnesota had dropped down to the middle of the pack in turnover rate at 15th, right in the middle of the pack. And they were only turning teams over on 14.9% of their defensive possessions. But again, lately they have swung that pendulum back in their favor. In the past 10 games... Minnesota are the best turnover-forcing team in the league, creating turnovers on 17.2% of their defensive possessions. So, really, it should should come as no surprise that they did this to the usually very clean Dallas Mavericks. And it shouldn't be a surprise that Minnesota are 13th in defensive rating over that same 10-game period. If the Wolves are going to beat teams like Dallas or... Any other team in that echelon, they need to force them to play Minnesota's brand of basketball. And the Minnesota brand of basketball, really at its best, includes a lot of turnovers for both teams, high pace and high velocity. Dallas didn't want to play that way. Jason Kidd didn't want to play that way. Luka Doncic certainly doesn't want to play that way. He's a methodical, plodding, surgical type of point guard. As soon as Minnesota's defense started flying around behind their initial pick-and-roll coverage, which again was two on the ball with Cat and Rudy out and had Nas Reed or Nate Knight playing right at the level of the screen, 
Minnesota were able to force bad passes from Luka and non-Luka players. And they started isolating Dallas's non-Luka players in the middle of the floor. And once they started doing that, they pretty much had this game wrapped up. There might be a simple answer to this, and you're probably thinking already it's the elephant in the room, and maybe it's right. Anthony Towns has missed all of those 10 games that I'm talking about in this sample size. And actually, it's the entirety of his injury absence is 10 games so far. And without Cat playing the four, Minnesota are able to put longer wing-type players like Kyle Anderson or, in tonight's case, Jaden McDaniels and Austin Rivers out there. And those guys really just create a lot more havoc. Obviously, they don't bring some of the things that Cat does offensively. I mean, Austin Rivers hasn't missed a three for about four games. But aside from that, Carl Anthony Towns is usually the better shooter than Austin Rivers. And obviously, when Cat is out there, you can do a lot more things offensively. But you can't play this kind of defense when Cat is out there at the four. And that might just be the answer here. Right now, we don't have any evidence to suggest that it isn't the answer. Again, you simply can't play that swarming defense with someone like Towns out there having to defend wings and be the guy who runs around on the back line and who, you know, forces turnovers and gets in passing lanes and gets his hand on loose balls. It's just not something that his size allows and certainly not something that his defensive nous allows. But I do think there is also something to be said alongside that about just the effort level of the other guys going up. Anthony Edwards is obviously particularly locked in both on and off the ball. And when he is locked in, he's Minnesota's main deflection creator and live ball turnover creator. You can throw in D'Angelo Russell, who's been more locked in in those areas. And obviously Jaden McDaniels, who's always locked in, but has really taken his game to another level defensively over the past few games. And when those guys are doing those things, that they are things that they they can do when Cat is out there, but they weren't doing them early in the season, and they are doing them now, and that's probably why you get at least a little boost on top of the boost that you get from Cat not being out there right now. And I also think it's probably a nod to Minnesota's offense as well. When Minnesota is flowing offensively and playing with pace and playing with that randomness that Chris, that Chris Finch likes to, likes to talk about. They seem to transfer that energy and effort over to the defensive end and they start making quicker rotations, crisper rotations. You know, they're faster with their hands and their feet. The The brain is working, seems to be working faster for these guys when the offense is flowing so well and the, the crowd is behind them or they're feeling good about themselves. I think it really, they really are a team who feed off their offensive energy and transfer that into their defensive energy. And I think right now they are playing really good offensively, especially the last few games. Obviously, 150 against Chicago and, you know, another 116 tonight. Really easy 116 against a pretty good Dallas team. And I I think that's worth factoring in as well. I don't want to negate the fact that this is probably because Towns isn't out there. But I do want to shine a light on the fact that there are probably a few other reasons as well. And also just shine a light on the fact that this is happening. Like Minnesota right now are forcing the most turnovers in the league. 17.2% of opponents' possessions are ending in turnovers. That is a lot. That is more than anyone did last season. Again, Toronto led the league by uh, turning teams over on just under 
17% per game. So this is a really, really high number. 10 games isn't a massive sample size, but it is enough to feel like this is starting to become a trend. And when you play a team like Dallas, who are pretty much renowned for playing slow and playing careful and not turning the ball over, and you really just destroy them for turnovers and, you know, make them make it one of the areas of the game that can be contributed to Dallas's loss, then it starts to become even more of a trend and, and something that really is on the, on the, in the foreground right now of Minnesota's defense. I do guess that we won't know for sure how much it is really impacted by Cat until he's back. But for now, we still have an extended period without him and it'll be interesting to track whether Minnesota can continue flying around and in turn staying competent defensively. Whether it does or whether it doesn't, I will be here to discuss it. I hope you will be too.